Welcome to Modern Musings, conversations with the maiden, mother, and crone, looking at ourselves and the world through the lens of the 21st century. Hello and welcome back. I'm your hostess, Kristen, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Amber and Cindy. Hello. Hello. We're glad to have you here today. Um, Our topic today is mom hacks and laundry hacks. So I guess those are kind of mom hacks too in some sense. But everybody has to do laundry, right? So you don't have to be a mom to use the mom hacks. It's just I think over time we all find that our moms have like those tips and tricks. I remember moving out and calling my mom like how do I wash this actually I remember my friends asking my mom all of those questions yeah you already knew how to wash those things yeah (laughs) but I remember you know back when Facebook you know opened up to the general public and I remember you know my mom was one of the first moms on there and I remember all of my friends asking my mom like how to wash this laundry how to get a stain out or how do I get pen ink off my shirt? You know, yep, yep. mom always chimed in with her tips and tricks. So we thought it would be kind of fun. We've talked about like cleaning uh, routines and decluttering and some other like home things. I think we've done like bargain shopping and um, recipe. We've talked about mm-hmm. like some tips and tricks in the kitchen, like grocery shopping and stuff. Yep. So um, I thought we'd just open it up to just all all mom hacks and yeah. see where it takes us today. So yeah. I was actually literally like, I want to talk about this because I know you got goods that you can share. <laughs> and I was like, I don't have any mom hacks. And Amber reminded me that I do have, you know, a couple of uh, mom hacks, laundry tips. So um, I wanted to start off with one of y'all, though. Who okay. wants to go first? What kind of like tip or trick or hack do you want to share? Hacks and tips. Okay, I'll tell you one I learned recently. Um, when I you read were this days old, I was this many days old. No, yeah, <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was actually a little while ago, but uh, a friend sent this one to me. It was a video, uh, like a TikTok or a reel or something. Um, when I redecorated my living room. And I wanted a certain look with my curtains. So I have these white drapes and they don't have a valance or any kind of uh, cornice or any kind of topper on them. And I wanted them to have that really pretty wavy in and out drape to the, to the curtains. Mm -hmm. And this tip that she sent me was how to make it do that and stay that way. And what it is, is you take, toilet paper rolls or paper towel rolls and you cut them up into you know three inch or four inch sections or however big each wave is and you actually thread it onto the curtain or onto the curtain rod behind the curtain where the curtain is over this where the curtain is over this this um like the fabric is covering the fabric the rod. is covering the rod, and so that that little piece of toilet paper roll holds that wave in that formation, and and it just holds it there perfectly, and it won't scoot the the curtain doesn't scoot or move or anything. It's just perfect little waves. I love that. So I you lo- did that. To your I curtains? did that to my my curtains in my living room. Um, you just had a bunch of toilet paper rolls. Yeah, I just cut a bunch of toilet paper rolls. You just and had a stuff bunch of there. empty toilet paper rolls. <laughs> no, I saved them. Right <laughs> now, well, no, that's what I'm getting no. at. I'm like, oh my god. Well, I knew I was. We were in the middle of redecorating, and she had shown me this tip, so I saved the toilet oh, paper rolls. You've had and... those curtains up a while. I thought you said it was the other day. I was like, when did you find time to? No, I don't know take when the it was. curtains down and like. Well, yeah, it's... I guess it's been a year or so but oh, wow time flies we i know well flies. you know when you're when you're the crone everything was yesterday right yeah, yeah it, really it really was, was. so yesterday, um, all my memories seem so far away no they don't <laughs> they seem like they were yesterday um but it, i i just thought that was kind of a cool little little hack to keep that and i i do learn little hacks like that the internet is really good for um 
for finding hacks, um, like stain removers. And some of them drive Mm -hmm. me crazy because I feel like they spend more time making like the hack than actually just doing whatever it is, living with whatever problem that they have. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm going to take this balloon and I'm going to cut the balloon off and throw it away because it's a waste and then use the rubber thing to hold on a spoon onto a pin to make my spoon like long, like a teaspoon. And I'm like, why? Why don't you just stir it and get your finger a little wet? Right. You know, or like that a stuff teaspoon drives, or a straw. Right. That stuff just drives me yeah, those crazy. Are, those aren't like, hacks. Those are stupid. Um, they are so they're, straightforward. They're they're not a hack. Well, and there's a lot of things. I hate the ones, the videos that they say that are. Um, You've been doing it all wrong and you're supposed to do it like this. And it's like the yogurt and they take the lid off the yogurt and make it into a spoon. You're not doing it wrong. That's just a way you can do it if you don't have a spoon. But you're not doing it wrong to eat it with a spoon. (laughs) I'm sorry. It was designed to be eaten with a spoon. Semantics. It's semantics. But, you know, (laughs) Amber is an English teacher. She understands what I'm talking about. (laughs) Use the right words, people. Use the right words. Now who wants to be the weirdo that's licking the aluminum foil? Right. Use a spoon. Ew. <laughs> Use a spoon. You don't but know like, where that aluminum is. But there foil there are some good. great tips like I, you know, with um greasy stains, you know, I found ways to, you know, there's a tip where you can take like the Dawn dish soap and you scrub it in really hot water with the Dawn dish soap and rinse it out really good and then and I think you let it soak in the Dawn, mm-hmm. like just sit with that Dawn dish, Dawn dish soap and hot water for a, a long time because the enzymes in the soap break up the oil and the grease mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, you know, you can rinse that out and it'll carry some of that grease away before you wash it in the washer. Um, you all, you do have to be careful with that though, to rinse all that Dawn dish soap out of your clothes before you put it in Especially your front-loading you washer, yeah, because it will not get all the soap out if Those you don't. Low water ones, yeah. Oh yeah, um, but there are some really great tips about you know using like using hairspray or glycerin to get ink out of fabric and um, different things. I have a, a laundry stain remover that I found on the internet a long time ago. Um, and it's, it's two recipes and I'll actually share these. I don't use them as often anymore because I found, um, the grandma's brand stain remover is really effective. It works on everything. It works on, it'll even take blood out of, out of clothing and stuff. So, um, but this one is for oily stains. It uses the dish soap. Um, it's a tablespoon of dish soap, a tablespoon of glycerin, and eight tablespoons of water. And you use it as a spray, like shout or something. And you spray it and let it soak for 30 minutes. And uh, then you launder it and supposedly it takes things out. It's been a long time since I used this one. But um, like I said, I did find it on the internet a long time ago. And if it's a non-oily stain, you can use water, ammonia, and dish soap. And it's equal parts and you spray that on. So the glycerin helps break up the oil, mm-hmm. but it, you don't need the glycerin. You like, use ammonia isn't instead. dish soap glycerin? It probably has glycerin. Well, I don't know. You know, we I, uh, there may be some glycerin in the dish soap. I don't know. But I, you know, I know when we did our, when we made our handmade bubbles mm-hmm. um, for Girl Scouts or whatever, and we made bubbles to blow. We put glycerin in them because it um, it changes the viscosity of the soap, so it makes uh, the bubbles stronger if you do them that way. But that's what the glycerin is—a soap, right? I guess I'm confused. But well, there is glycerin soap, which is a different thing. Mm. There's glycerin, like bar soap. So just straight but up, this glycerin is liquid is not glycerin. Soap? That's not soap. No. Oh. It's liquid glycerin. And it will dissolve ink, in some inks. But you have to be careful, too, because gel inks are different. And sometimes if you use the wrong kind of stain remover on a gel ink, it actually makes it set. Hmm. Yeah. So there's the laundry hack right there. Um, it, it, when in doubt, go buy the grandma's. It's the awesome thing. 
Grandma's, put it on, rub it a little bit, let it set. It takes everything out. My I, mom's favorite thing. I put thing that beep on everything. Was the, <laughs> Shout. Was the Tide pin. Oh, Tide pin. Oh, the Tide pin, yeah. yeah. I've actually had the Tide pin set stains on my shirts before, too, depending on what they were. Um, I think it has vinegar in it, mm-hmm. I think. Um, it stinks. Yeah, it smells. And it. Uh, I think it was mustard. I th- I th- in fact, I think we were talking about that yesterday. My my shirt, my Amber was talking about her stain shirt. And I had the, <laughs> the stain shirt that I had just bought. And I got a mustard gravy, mustard-based gravy on it. And, I mean, that Tide pin just, like, set it in stone. It mm. would not come out. It ruined the shirt. So Man. I don't know. I haven't used a Tide pin in years, so yeah. but um, that was my mom's go-to hack was yeah. Tide pin. I had a when uh, Kristen was younger. If you have things that are um, color fast, it's only color fast things. Um, but it will pull. Uh, it pulled orange marks a lot out of a white chenille bedspread. I wonder who did that. Um, <laughs> her eyes are rolling like who oh, me um, it's a cup of cascade dishwashing powder a cup of bleach and it cannot be the splashless bleach it has to be regular old fashioned bleach, old fashioned bleach. Um, and a gallon of water to, to every gallon of water and you just put it in a bucket and mix it up you know if you have two gallons you double it or whatever you know and you put the laundry item in there it has to be color fast though because it will bleach it all the way out if you don't um and you put that put the laundry in there and I usually use like a chopstick or a wooden spoon was what I used to use to stir it or a paint stir stick and I would just put it in there and, and stir it every once in a while and just keep it moving for a day or two pull that thing out and the stain would be gone every time. Hmm. Yeah. Good to know. That was a trick from your Aunt Diane. Mm-hmm. It was a really good one. I used it a lot. What about, uh, oh, I know another cool laundry related sort of mom hack. So do you do you guys have problem with static in your hair? Yeah. Mm-hmm. In January. This is oh, like it gets so dry, I right? Just chop my right? head off and throw it away. You put your hair in a ponytail, even and when then it's, it's short like, like this. It's like sticking no to your face and Ugh. sticking out like a electrified, mm-hmm. right? So I learned this trick last year: take a dryer sheet mm-hmm. and just rub it all. Keep over. it, keep it in your purse. I just keep mm-hmm. one in my purse all the time, and then you smell good. Yeah, well, mine are unscented, but you, yeah, just rub your hair with the dryer sheet, and it will make that static go away. That was awesome. That was a good one. You can use dryer sheets for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, They actually make really good scrubbing. Um, Don't ask me how, but I used one. Why is more. Not how, but why. I used it to scrub my sink in my bathroom. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Because, you know, it gets kind of like toothpaste-y and blechy. And yeah, but you know, we have this stupid sink. It's like six feet wide uh-huh. and it's one inch deep. And oh, it's dumb. It those. takes up the whole counter, but it's really deep and it doesn't, it's not really deep. I mean, it's really shallow and it's really wide. So like if you spit your toothpaste, it goes everywhere, but the water doesn't fill the it up. The water never wash gets it. Yeah. over to there and it doesn't go down. Like, it doesn't have a slope in it, and so it gets really, like, gunky really quick, and um, I don't remember why, but I just, like, ran the um, dryer, sheet. dryer sheet under the sink, and then I used it to scrub the sink out, and it, like, polished it, like, really nice. Yeah, oh. you can, yeah, it's really good it's for... it's kind of abrasive, but not really. Yeah, yeah it's really yeah. good for picking up spills also oh yeah, yeah the, um a lot and of crafters scrubbing use them. on pa- pans even uh-huh. yeah oh like i never thought of that areas on pans see you know some mom tips um a lot of crafters use them um 
to to wipe up glitter because mm-hmm. glitter is really staticky. Oh, um, now I and never thought about that. So uh, um, one of the tips that I learned a long time ago. So if you're working with glitter, it, it's a it's a multi layered process. But um, they make some little trays. But you could you could use a tin foil tray or a paper plate or whatever, and um, and you put. Uh, I'm trying to remember the the order because I haven't done it in a long time. I think it's a uh, dust uh, uh, Swiffer duster or a Swiffer sheet and then a dryer sheet. And then you put like a, a coffee filter on top of that. And so that's where you shake your, you shake your glitter into the coffee filter onto your item or whatever. Right. So the coffee filter catches the glitter and then you move your, item over or whatever you take the coffee filter and you can pour it back into the bottle mm-hmm. anything that got spilled out is trapped on the dryer sheet and the swiffer and so those things pick it up you just wad them up throw it away nice i'm so stingy with my little swiffer dusters i wouldn't waste a swiffer duster <laughs> <on> that. <laughs> <laughs> those little swiffer sheets like i have i have like the Swiffer duster stick that has mm-hmm. like a little poof thing that goes Oh, yeah, on the that's end. the oh, duster. I, 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 yeah, I have that one. I, have that. The sheets. I love it. I got a big old box of Oh, yeah, the sheets. I, have the, I use the sheets too. And so, like, the Swiffer duster, like the, you know, the stick is great for just going around and dusting stuff. But when you need to, like, hand manually wipe something, oh, yeah. You got to use the, a little the, sheet. The sheet. So I'll take the little sheet and dust something. And if it's not just like, gray oh, like yeah. the air conditioner filter then i'll just fold it up and stick it somewhere <laughs> oh i i will uh, use the same like one behind for a while. the tv yeah. or something and then next time i go to dust the tv i'll be like oh look there's a duster here for me you probably <laughs> should not use those on your tv though well, like oh. on the back and stuff oh okay my yeah. tv is bigger on the back side oh yeah and oh yeah it's yeah, really yeah. dusty because you there. have a projector right right yeah. so i'll just dust that like yeah, I have to dust it all the time. But that that's one of the things a lot of people don't know is that you're not supposed to clean the front of your TV with any kind of Swiffer or or Windex or anything like that because it can destroy the front of the, the right. screen. Right. Um, you need to use a microfiber cloth. Yeah. And and no only liquids. spot clean it. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah, you can ruin one real quick using mm-hmm. the wrong products on that. Um, have you ever used newspaper to clean glass? Actually, yes, I have. That was another one of my mom's hacks mm-hmm. that, and, and my grandma's. We yeah. used to use them to dry when we did car washes when I was in high school band. We used them to clean the windows of the car because they don't mm-hmm. leave lint and they absorb a lot of liquid. And so you can spray the Windex on the window and use the, use the wadded up newspaper to to wipe the window instead of a paper towel or mm. or a rag a shop rag or something because most of the time those things leave lint or it's and then you'll run out of shop rags pretty quick cause... right because they get wet and and then they're dirty and then you can't use them but the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the newspapers old newspapers you know you can save those up for and i used to when i had a newspaper um subscription i would save all of my newspapers in my cleaning closet so when you wash your tennis shoes, you know, if you put them in the dryer, um, it actually shrinks the upper part of your shoe, your tennis shoe, but the sole does not shrink. So it, it makes the tennis shoe start peeling away from the sole of the shoe. So if you will just wash your tennis shoes and then stuff them as hard as you can with newspapers and then put them on top of the dryer. The heat from the dryer will help them dry. And the newspaper inside them will help them keep their form. And it absorbs the water in the shoe. And so your shoes will last longer. And I've dried my tennis shoes that way for years. And it makes them last so much longer. And that's that's another really good yeah. tip. Interesting. That, now I need to go wash my tennis shoes. Well, and you were talking about um, my clogs. Your I love, clogs, I got this yeah. Pair of clogs from Walmart years ago. I think I've had them like three years now, and they're they kind of look like Crocs, but they don't have holes in them, mm-hmm. and they're fuzzy lined. Yeah, and the fuzzy lining is like adhered to the shoe, 
Yeah. Because I thought, oh, I'll just slip these out and wash them. But what ends up happening is you put them on, they kind of make your feet sweat. And then after a while, like, you put them on and your feet are great. But when you take your feet off, your feet stink. Right. And then the shoes kind of stink a lot. So, um, you know, because bacteria and all that nasty stuff, you know, growing in your shoe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I need to wash. I should just toss them in. But I was thinking, like, if I put them in the washer, I don't want to stick them in the dryer because they're just big rubber shoes. Yeah. With a little bit of fur. And that fur stuff might shrink because it's like yeah polyester or right. fake stuff. Um. So that's a good idea. I should stuff them with newspaper. Right. That way and they dry. And when you wash them, wash them with some Lysol. There, there's a Lysol laundry um, uh, sanitizer that you can put in your wash load that will help remove the smell from your towels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh, that's that stuff that smells like a Band-Aid, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it? kind of does. Um, there's also another thing you can do um, that I learned for getting the smell out of your towels um, you know, cause sometimes like if you, if Ugh. they get wet and they start Ugh. to, they I can't, yeah. yeah. So, um, if you wash them in hot water, so they have to be where you can wash them in hot water with two cups of vinegar and mm-hmm. uh, the vinegar kills whatever oh mildew is in them. The vinegar is my lifesaver. Vinegar love, is awesome. I clean cleaner. everything yeah, with vinegar. Especially um, with, you know, whenever I was having those mold problems. Oh yeah. Yeah. My old apartment, I washed everything. Well, I still do wash everything with vinegar. Uh huh. And it, it, it's also a great, um, uh, way to get oil grease out of you know if your hair is greasy or whatever vinegar will help cut that um but yeah wash the towels especially oh yeah wash your towels in hot water with two cups of vinegar so you could do your shoes that way Mm -hmm. and then you wash them again with detergent and that gets the vinegar the acid out of it uh and then stuff them with that those um newspapers and that'll and like i said that's what i used to do whenever we had um, yeah. when I had a, a subscription, I would just save those newspapers until I needed them. And, and, you know, you can clean your mirrors with them. You can clean, clean your windows with them. Um, stuff your, stuff your shoes with them. There's lots of uses for newspaper <laughs> and vinegar. I, I, I wash my floors with vinegar. So, um, yeah, I make you know, what is it? A quarter cup of vinegar cleaner, yeah. in a gallon of water and, um, yeah, it's a it's a great. Yeah, cleaner. so I've been doing um, distilled water and vinegar, and I wish I could remember um, which one I did. If it was like two cups of water and a cup of vinegar mm. or something like that, that's, I don't remember. That's a pretty heavy dose of vinegar. Yeah, it in is it. very yeah. heavy dose. And then I put um, a couple of drops of a citrus scented. Uh, oh, essential, essential oils, oils to uh-huh. kind of cut the smell. Like the smell doesn't bother me. The I mean, smell doesn't because the the vinegar dissipates, dissipates really after fast. a while, and then so I have made it without the essential oil because I was just like, whatever, let's just mm-hmm. get this going. And I've been using that as a cleaner. Um, you know, I mean, I still am going to bust out my Mister Clean every once in a while, or um, some four hundred nine or Windex I, or whatever. You know, yeah. I have like a, a Lysol spray. Mm-hmm. You know, that's for heavy duty, you know, but, um, you know, just like cleaning off the counters after dinner, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, I'll go with like the, the dish soap water, you know, and clean off the counters, but that has been after like dishes have been washed. Right, right. So then I'll go afterwards with the, like a clean paper towel and the vinegar spray to spray off the counters. And And I've noticed. It's a natural disinfectant. Yeah. So. And I've noticed that. It actually cleans up a little bit more because the dishwasher, dishwater is kind of dingy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and it's soapy water, but I just washed some dishes by hand, so it's not exactly clean. So it's right. nice to have like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why you do the distilled water is because if you use like regular tap water, it's going to get kind of water spots or water spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. the distilled water works really good for that. So that's. I always have distilled water in the house, and I always Me buy too. the big giant jug of vinegar. I mean, honestly, why buy six? Why spend six dollars for a cleaner when you, you can, can get it own. for a dollar? 
Yeah. Or, I mean, because if you think about like a gallon of vinegar is like $1.79 or mm-hmm. something like that, that's mm-hmm. cheap considering like how much you get. Right. And then, you know, you can save a spray bottle from something else. Like, you know, I challenge you, you know, finish off your last bottle of whatever, save the spray bottle, make your own. Right. You know, and it's also safe because if you spray the counter with it and then whoops, you accidentally get your chicken on it, it's not going to kill anybody. It's just going to be a right. little vinegary. Right. So I really like that uh, aspect of it, too. And it's just it's, it's actually it's a pretty good cleaner. Yeah. yeah. So here's my hack. Um, not laundry, but vinegar hack. Um, take a bowl. And you want to clean your microwave. It's like really oh, gross. Oh, yeah. I know this one. Yeah. In it. And mm. you fill it with vinegar, you mm-hmm. know, like maybe like a cup or whatever. Pop it in the microwave. I microwave it for five minutes and see, you know, it. the steam breaks up everything. And then, mm-hmm. man, that it also degreases right. a lot of stuff. And then you use the bowl of warm vinegar. Be careful not to like get your fingers in it if it's boiling hot. That's why I say yeah. I only do like five minutes because it gets really hot. Right. Um, but I use that vinegar water with your sponge with and my yeah. sponge to clean uh, and wipe out the mm-hmm. microwave. Yeah, I've yeah. done that one as well. It works really um, well. Vinegar is also a great weed killer. Um, you can oh. you can put. Uh, I can't remember if you have if you have to. I don't think you have to dilute it, but you might dilute it a little bit. But a lot of people used to use Roundup to kill weeds. Um, in their garden and stuff, but Roundup, you don't want to use it on any of your vegetables. And now there's like all these lawsuits against the makers of Roundup, um, you know, because of cancer and stuff. A natural way to do it um, that's considered organic still is to kill those weeds with vinegar. Yeah, you just put white vinegar in a spray bottle and spray the weed and it will kill the weed. Hmm. But does it kill other plants too? It will kill whatever else you spray with it. Okay. Yes. So, um, but so it, where are you spraying the weed with vinegar? Like where on the plant? Like the leaves and stuff. You spray really? all the leaves. Yeah. Because oh, it'll soak. So you don't out. have to spray like the dirt or the roots. No, just what? the the leaves of the plant. Yeah. Oh wow! So you know they actually make water hose things. Like if you had like a whole section that you wanted to kill, to yeah. kill, like if you were trying to eradicate a flower bed that got overgrown with weeds, to just make it dirt, you right. could water it with vinegar on one of those uh, water yeah. hose things. Yeah, it's like an attachment that you fill yeah. up with. You would probably have to um, leave that fallow though after you do that for a while because if you're just saturating that whole area with the vinegar, it's gonna you know saturate the 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 earth as well oh, right, so right right cuz when you're oh, when you're just killing point. a plant you're just spraying the plant not the dirt not the whole bed mm-hmm. but i mean you know you could do that you could do well, that i mean i'm not saying like water the bed i mean just hosing it off the top cuz yeah, they make right. mister things right yeah mm-hmm. yeah interesting not really in the business of killing plants. So well, I mean, you know, a lot not. of people, <laughs> you know, people have gardens and things, yeah. and that's a way to kill them Ooh, in your garden. Gardening, so plants. And this one I have never tried, but um, whenever I used to live with Crystal, my old roommate, we had grubs in our yard. Oh, yes. I, so many. They're so gross. We put, like, all kinds of grub poison. Um, but... I was reading that if you wanted to protect your, like, plants and stuff, Mm -hmm. you take eggshells and crunch them up and put them in, like, the flower bed because the grubs won't want to crawl on the eggshells. Oh, okay. Interesting. And that'll keep them from trying to to crawl across the ground onto your eggshells. I'm like, how does that keep them from not just going underneath? But I don't know, whatever. I don't know either. Maybe you mix it in with the earth. No telling. I don't know. I don't know. Look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't know. Don't know. Um, let's see. I don't have any good tips for grubs or eggshells. Oh, I do have a good tip for uh, perfectly peeling your eggs and perfectly boiled eggs, though. Mm-hmm. So um, you put your eggs in a like a little saucepan. And with just enough water to cover them 
and you add a teaspoon of baking soda, another miracle product in no, the, oh, the yeah. kitchen. I was about to say, there's all baking kinds of soda. Baking there's all soda. kinds of things to do with baking soda. Uh, look it up. You could use it for deodorant and, you know, like pow- talcum powder. Um, you could use it to kill odors in your carpets and soak up stains and all kinds of stuff. But in this one, you're putting the teaspoon in your water, barely covering the, the eggs with the water, and um, put them on the burner on high heat. For 20 minutes, exactly. And while that's heating up, you set up a big bowl with some ice water in it. And it has to be like icy water. When the 20 minutes is up, you drain the water off the eggs, put the eggs in the ice water bath and let them cool. And when they are cooled, you can roll those eggs on the counter and the and the eggshell will, egg shell will just crackle and you can just peel it off underwater. It just comes off in big sheets. It is the most perfect thing, and they are perfectly cooked every time. I love that trick. When I learned that, that made all my holidays so much easier because I could make a whole bunch of deviled eggs, and I wasn't, like, tearing up the eggs trying to get them Mm -hmm. peeled. Yeah, it was really cool. I have a tip. So this is just from experience and, you know, doing all the meal prepping if you've listened, you know, for the past like couple years, that's something that Travis and I do is we meal prep and plan out our meals ahead of time and, uh, you know, not necessarily like bargain buy, but we try to be like really particular about right. like our groceries and stuff. And um, as you know, bigger is oftentimes cheaper when you right. buy in bulk. When you buy in bulk, yep. So my tip is a food saver. Oh, those mine! That is the I best love hack I've mine. ever had, and I'm sure I've probably already talked about it like 15 times on the podcast. I'm pretty sure we have, but um, my tip is to always buy extra. So when you think about like the recipe calls for a pound of ground beef, it's always like a quarter of a pound, whatever. If you save that little piece of meat instead of just adding it in, you could just store it aside, put it in your um, freezer. Uh-huh. And then you always have like four times to- after you do that four times you've got another pound of meat, right? right? And no one's going to miss it. Right, because your recipe called for a pound, not a pound and a quarter. Right, and a quarter or pound is like one serving in some cases. Right. So, um, you know, once you cook ground beef down depending on like the quality of ground beef or turkey that you get. So, um, same thing with like chicken and stuff like that. I always look to see how like how many pieces are in the package, how many pieces we're going to eat. I always cut down my chicken breasts into four ounces. Like so I cut them into fourths. So butterfly the breast and then cut those in half so they're smaller pieces. That way if someone wants two pieces that's fine. They're going to get plenty of chicken. If they want three pieces or four pieces whatever you get a whole chicken breast. But that way you know. Because I noticed Raina is not going to eat a whole chicken breast. Because these right. chicken breasts these days are like oh, yeah, so big. and Genetically modified mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, don't give her that whole thing. And they also don't cook very evenly. They're oh, they don't. They're rubbery yeah, on one end down. and raw in the middle. Yeah, because they're thicker. So yeah. I always cut them down so they're all the same thickness mm-hmm. and about the same size. They always come out to about a quarter pound. Mm-hmm. And um, so... I will divvy up, you know, for the meals and put them in the food saver. Even if I'm not going to freeze it, I'll still put them in those individual bags. And the reason why is because those foam things that come in the grocery store, the chicken one always leaks. It's like vacuum sealed, but it's sticky and gross. And, um, you know, the way your refrigerator is set up is always the vegetables are underneath the shelves. And you can ruin you know, your vegetables by having that chicken drip in there, drip yeah. down in there. So I always put my meat in like this plastic Tupperware mm. and that it doesn't have a lid. I don't even know where the lid went, but it's, you know, like a, it's a shallow pan. Yeah. It's yeah. like a casserole dish size Tupperware. And then we put them in the little bags and then whatever we're not eating that week, we toss in the freezer and we have lots of little individual baggies of meat. And then, if push ever comes to shove, we can just go dig from there. Right. So, like, you come back from 
your weekend and you forgot to get your grocery order on time or you just need an extra day before you're ready to do your grocery planning um, or you had an extra person show up for dinner, you can just pull extra piece of meat out or whatever Mm -hmm. to make more. So that's my tip because there's always that little bit of extra. It's cheaper. Right, right. I, I love my food saver. Um, I used to actually, before the, before I got my food saver, um, a while, um, several years ago, uh, I think Ziploc came up with one and Reynolds wrap Reynolds company that makes the foil came up with, um, some different vacuum bags. They're like Ziploc vacuum bags and they had like a little handheld vacuum. One of them's a pump vacuum. That one's the one I take with me when I travel. If I need to reseal a bag, um, I'll take those Ziploc food saver bags and then I can take that little pump bag and it'll suck the, um, it's, you know, it's not motorized or anything. And it, you know, you can take it camping with you, um, pack your meat up or whatever and suck the air back out of the bag again. And, um, those things are wonderful for all kinds of stuff. And you can use those bags to sous vide um, eggs or whatever, you know, different things. So we'll sometimes put, um, a single serving of a meat, like a a piece of meatloaf or a piece of roast with some gravy or something in one of those Ziploc, uh, zipper food saver bags, suck all the air out, freeze it. Well, you've got like a almost ready-made TV dinner there because you just put that in, uh, a pot of boiling water and, heat it up yeah technically you don't need that sous vide machine those are so expensive yeah yeah you just do it in the boiling bag and um heats it back up perfectly and that's a a great way to eat those leftovers with brisket oh yeah i had this big chunk of brisket left over but it already been kind of like shredded up a little bit and it was so juicy and i just know if i had put it in the microwave it would have dried changed. it out yeah, it, it does it changed it, it changes the consistency so of the meat it was meat. like i had just pulled it out of the oven mm-hmm. it was perfect yeah um another tip i have i'm going completely off base here but i just happened to look over um at kristen sitting by my fireplace and i have a little um basket of wood of, of logs there and i also have um stuffed in it are some newspapers not newspapers paper towels that have wax on them so um Kristen Kristen sells Scentsy and I have a bunch of Scentsy wax warmers in the house and whenever I change the fragrance I take a paper towel and soak up all of the you could use do a cotton ball as well but I I like the paper towels better um I'll soak up all of the wax out of the warmer and clean the clean the warmer with that paper towel and then I just kind of wad it up and put it in with my logs and it makes a great fire starter when I um, light my fireplace. And and sometimes there's a, a little scent in there so it makes it a, kind of a nice oh, scent as well. because it's coated with wax it takes a little bit longer for it to, to, burn. to yeah. burn off so it doesn't burn too quickly in order to catch the wood on fire. Right. Yeah, it makes a great fire starter. So I wish yeah. we had a fireplace. Yeah, I like having my fireplace, I do. Y'all don't have a fireplace in y'all's house either, huh? No, we don't. That's weird because most of the houses out here have fireplaces, but Hers I have one in my apartment. Yeah. I know, yeah. And it, and it hardly ever gets cold enough to I have know, a fire here. Right? My, <laughs> friend, my friend's husband is from Pennsylvania, and when they moved back here to Texas, it made him mad. He insisted that they find a house that didn't have a fireplace because you don't need one. It's a waste of space, which uh-huh. I can agree. Sometimes it feels like, you know, because then you can't put furniture there and stuff. Right, right. And he's like, why do do all of the apartment complexes have fireplaces? Y'all have central heating. Well, and it's, <laughs> and it's kind of weird, too. I know this is totally off topic, but it's like in an apartment, that's really a fire hazard because most people don't know how to operate a fireplace right. correctly oh my gosh. out here. Um. The dryer, 
Ooh. Okay, here's your hack. You don't want your house to burn down. Take the lint out of your dryer every oh, time my you gosh. do your yeah. Because that is like one of the biggest fire hazards. And once and, and you know, every once in a while I'll go through and clean that hose too right. because so the lint the catches one that in was the hose. Making me yeah. think that because most people don't know that they need to maintain that yeah. on their house yeah. or their apartment. Right. You got to go in there with like a snake uh yeah, to get, get those get the lint, the lint out. out because it will catch your house on fire or it can catch your house. Very on flammable. Fire. So that's a camping hack. Yeah, it is. Um, mm-hmm. I learned that from another scout and um, I was like, what the heck is she putting in the fire? It looked like dog hair or something. Yeah. And she had a giant bag of uh, laundry lint. Mm-hmm. And so Travis and I have been saving laundry. We have too many bags now because we haven't gone camping in a while. But we have like the gallon size zipper bag. We have like several of them full of um, dryer lint, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. you know also has some dog hair in it, like a lot. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's really good fire starter. Yeah. Um, yeah. You put it in like a muffin tin with some wax. Oh, we or... didn't even do that. We were just oh, you're just using it out straight like up cotton wax. candy oh, okay. and sticking it in the fire. Oh, that's a yeah. good idea. Yeah. It burns really well. It's kind of fun. Yeah, there's I I probably have a ton of camping hacks for people, but I'm just like, um, I can't think of them right now. <laughs> right, well, we already kind of did camping hacks, didn't we? Have an yeah. episode on that? Did we? We did. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Camping yeah. cooking hacks. Anyway. Oh, okay. camping cooking. Yeah, yeah. Um, there is one kind of cool camping hack. Um, that we learned in Girl Scouts, and it's to take like a gallon milk jug. And um, you fill it up with water and you poke a hole somewhere down at the bottom, like at the bottom of the handle or not the bottom of the handle, but the bottom at the, of the jug, the bottom of the jug where, the, you know, where, and um, you hang, you use the handle to hang the jug in a, in your tree or off your clothesline or whatever. And you poke this hole down at the bottom and you put like a golf tee in it to plug it up. Right. And then off of the handle, you're going to take an old pair of pantyhose, put a bar of soap in it, and tie that pair of pantyhose to the handle. And you have an instant wash station. So you pull the plug out, the the little um, golf tee, golf tee mm-hmm. out, and then you've got a little trickle of water. And you've got the soap, and you wash your hands, and you rinse your hands, and you put the, pl- the tee back in and... There you go. And that's a great little way to do without wasting water at the the spigot. Because a lot of times where the spigots are the located. High pressure. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's high pressure and the water goes everywhere. And then you're flooding your campsite. Your shoes get wet. Yep. Yeah. And so this is a great way to do it. And it's easy enough that kids can wash their own hands that way as well. If you get it down where they can reach it. And then it also encourages hand washing while you're camping too. Right. That is true. We did it's, that at summer camp yep. and at a uh, campfire camp. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Works pretty well. Yep. So Amber, what do you do with your cats to help, like, eliminate oh, yeah, that's cat a good hair one. and stuff? Eliminate cat hair? What is that? <laughs> right. Like do you a, have any cat care tips or tricks or cat hair care tips? <laughs> <laughs> cat hair care. Um,. Or dog. I like to uh, to keep the dander down. You can get well. This isn't really like a. I mean, it's a cat hair care tip. Like a, I'm sure a lot of pet owners don't know about this, but you can get like the, um, you know, instead of giving your cat a bath, which every time I think about giving a cat a bath, I remember That's when scary. Kristen tried to give her cat I Davey always gave a bath. All my cats baths. And uh, I remember just like she, she, uh, we had these two twin cats and she took them into the bathroom and she's like, I'm going to give them a bath. And all I heard was, and I'm just like, okay, I'm not going into the bathroom. (laughs) But um, they make these um, like a cat wipe thing um, that you can rub cats down to keep the dander down and, and keep the hair down. So that's definitely like one tip and trick I have is to wipe down your cats to keep the dander down. And they like that a lot better than a bath. Yeah, they like it a lot better than a bath, even though you still have to chase them sometimes. Um, (laughs) You know what you do? You put them in the bathroom. Do your cats come visit you while you're on the toilet? Yes. 
So, I have a dog that always visits me on the toilet, so that's when she gets her hair brushed. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. as soon as I She'll... sit down, she's there. And I'm one of those weird people that goes to the bathroom with the door open. So, <laughs> she comes running, and she's like, oh, you're on the toilet. And now that's like our thing. Yeah. Get your hair brushed, yeah. you know, like five times a day. It gets mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot better for her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because some, do- some dogs need that extra grooming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a cat that needs that extra grooming. And, yeah, he uh, he gets pretty hairy. Yeah. And the, the wipes really work on him, which is That's nice. Cool. So, um, I don't know, like uh, we use a lot of lint rollers around mm-hmm. to get things down. Uh, I clean everything with vinegar pretty much. And I use vinegar in the wash all the time, especially Jason's like a stinky work clothes oh, yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Um, oh yeah, how do both of our husbands have stinky work clothes? Because they work sweaty with food guys and they yeah. work with food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I have a good a tip that uh, speaking of people who work with food, my niece Ashley who works for Walmart. Um, brought home a tip from one of her co-workers the other day and it supposedly is a way to keep bugs from crossing your threshold and uh or like if you have problems with ants or you know spiders coming in through the cracks in your doors and stuff so you take a cotton ball and you put peppermint oil on it mm-hmm. and you leave that somewhere in the windowsill or whatever and supposedly yeah. it keeps the it keeps the spiders away. Yeah. Like uh, I do that because we um, get some pretty black, bad black widows oh. on our porch. So I have like little peppermint oil tucked on different mm. places in the porch to keep the black widows away. I, I, Jason's I actually, definitely afraid of spiders. I I, tr- I am too. <laughs> I I actually tried it and I haven't had it there long enough to know if, if it makes a difference or not mm-hmm. but but I do have some in here and it actually made the house smell really a good. good. That's a, I, such a, a good, good smell. ant hack is also cinnamon. Oh. Like cinnamon spray uh-huh. or cinnamon oil like uh and then I would also buy this stuff from the store that was like cinnamon concentrate ant bug spray. And huh. I had such a bad ant problem when I lived in Denton. It was insane. Like I was like killing ants all the time. Yeah. I have I have bad problems with ants here. Every time it rains, mm-hmm. they, I swear, I think they live somewhere really close and they're just like every time it rains there they are in my kitchen every time and we've had terminex for years come out and spray and we still get them you know they do all these treatments and everything so i'm i've I've got the peppermint oil i may have to try that cinnamon and see if that keeps them it's usually in the spring when it gets really rainy but they'll just every time it rains i will have spiders coming in my or not spiders ants coming in my window mm-hmm. i have spiders too but. i remember when you put that out i don't remember if it was like that day or whatever but i remember coming over to your house and i was just like what does that smell so yeah. good in here Did it's, just, you it's clean a clean something it's a yeah. clean smell yeah vinegar yeah. works on ants too oh yeah yeah okay. vine- vinegar is another good one for ants mm. vinegar I love vinegar. Vinegar, baking soda, those two things. And ammonia. Ammonia is another really good cleaning product. Oh, um, you used to do the floors with that, didn't I you? I used to clean the floors with ammonia because it'll it'll break up the greasy, grungy stuff that... Yeah. Especially I've, like I've on your no-wax floors and stuff. Um, I had... My mother taught me a trick with um, like pans and like... Um, if you have an electric burner or a gas burner even... Um, stove and they have the the little grease pans underneath them you know sometimes they get like really oh the catch that silver catch yeah. yes Those and they get nasty. really gunked up really bad and um so or or maybe you've got a casserole pan that got you know something baked onto it or whatever so you can put ammonia in a pan or in the in the either the little drip pans or in the casserole dish or whatever and put it in a garbage bag and close it up and leave it overnight 
And when you come back out the next morning, a lot of times that stuff will just wipe off. It's crazy. Like we're talking the burnt on stuff. Ammonia makes me think of. Now it's stinky. You, you, you know, you don't want to inhale it, but what does it make you think of? So, funny thing happened on the way to the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, I had to steal that from Amber a minute ago. Um, we we had to pause for a moment there because we had a crazy thing happen. Uh, there was a wasp in the room, and uh, I swatted the wasp off the ceiling fan, and with the intention of knocking him down, I didn't know it was a well, wasp. We thought he was a some we other thought he was a beetle. It looked it, it was kind of hard to see him up there. And I swatted him down, hoping to um, just knock him down and kill him with the fly swatter. But he started flying around the room, and he landed on Amber's iced coffee straw. Hey. And um, and so everybody's like running, you know, because the the uh, and it turns out it's a wasp, and everybody's running away from the wasp because it's flying around the room, and then it lights on the straw. And um, I wasn't quite sure how to get rid of the. Um, <laughs> this is a great mom tip here. <laughs> so um, I wasn't quite sure how to get rid of this thing because I didn't want to spray it with the wasp poison or anything because it was her coffee, you know, and in my craft, craft room. In my craft room. So and next to my computer and, and her computer and else. Kristen's computer. And so I went and grabbed a uh, glass out of the bar and just went straight over the top of the straw onto the glass, onto her coffee thing and trapped it on the straw <laughs> and carried it outside and, and then removed the glass and walked away thinking, okay, it'll fly away, but I think it's a little too cold for it. Yeah. Uh, for it didn't want to go um, anywhere. And <laughs> it, um, so it was just hanging out on the straw because it's cold. And so I was like, okay, how are we going to get rid of this? So we were, ta- we had been talking about the vinegar just a few minutes ago. So I went and got, I had a big old turkey syringe thing, you know, that we <laughs> inject our turkeys with at Thanksgiving. And uh, I filled it up with vinegar and <laughs> stood at the door with just the syringe sticking out the door. This is a pretty... Uh, <laughs> Krista got some video. Maybe I you should did. post that. Well, I'm going to post this. <laughs> Count on it. So um, I'm standing there with this turkey syringe, and I shoot from a distance. I shoot this uh, wasp, and I missed a couple of times, and I had to go refill the. Well, I hit it once, and the, but it didn't. It just kind of made it go around the straw a little bit. So I had to go refill the syringe with more vinegar. I come back out, and I'm shooting the thing with the vinegar and he finally falls off the glass i grab the glass run in shut the door right so now this <laughs> this uh we, we tested the vinegar the vinegar worked it knocked it off and he is walking around drunkenly because all he can smell is vinegar is vinegar yeah and um and this <laughs> so we did finally kill the you know wasp and put him out of his misery but uh the vinegar worked pretty well so um Maybe not quite the way we talked about using the vinegar, but um, yeah, that was a good tip. Thanks for telling us about bugs and vinegar. There we go. <laughs> well, I mean, vinegar works for everything, it right? It works for a lot of stuff. So um, like, as, like I said, there's a lot of those miracle kind of things. And, you know, we talked about the, uh, I think I was in the middle of talking about putting the, or maybe I finished, I don't know, the ammonia in the um in the pans and watching the, the yeah stuff yeah that's what you come were right off about, yeah, yeah it'll come right off so there's there's a lot of those kind of things like that that work really, really I got a well. good one for pests so my my um my car I had just gotten this Hyundai Sonata and it was like my my baby and I took it in to get it's first like maintenance and they were like oh wow ma'am you need to come look at your cabin air filter and I was like okay I mean it's brand new it was full of rat poopies oh yes and I'm like how did I not smell that but you know they're not like odiferous like dog poopies so I'm like holy moly so they were like yeah there's clearly uh some rodent evidence in your car because there was like nests and stuff under my hood i don't look at that stuff i don't even know like these cars now are just like a 
plastic box and oh yeah you no, can't like, see up under that you can't anymore. see any yeah. hoses they don't or want anything. you working on them yeah yeah so i was like what you know so they were like well we're gonna do this and we they cleaned it out for me and he said you know they're just gonna turn right back around and and they'll eat the wiring yes, out of your car which or they'll use it for nesting or something to my husband's car um, but this was before, you know, and I only did it this one time, but it worked. It was fox urine. He recommended oh, yeah. getting fox urine because they're the predators for rats and stuff. And so he said, you just take, uh, you can get it at like Cabela's or wherever. For hunting and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And then you just put some drops, uh, under your hood, you know. Does and- it make your car stink? No. No, I didn't mean I didn't put it on like the motor where it gets hot. So right. it like melts and smoke. Right. You know, I just put it like around the... Where the jam is, where the hood goes down, uh-huh. and then I put some like around the because I was in the parking places where they climb in up front of the garage, so I was putting it like around on the concrete around my around car. Gra- oh yeah, so that they were just like ugh, you know, yeah. and it deters yeah. them. They don't want it because they go, okay, a fox lives there, so we don't want to make a house there because they'll eat us, right? And so they just go somewhere else, right? I've I've heard that before, uh, not just them, but squirrels as well. You can use that to get rid mm-hmm, of squirrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically and, any kind of rodent of that size. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Don't use the um, no-kill rat traps, though. The the uh, sticky traps. Mm, yeah, um, those. We had, seems, we had a... Seems uh, nice, but it's not nice. No, well, yeah, it's... um. We had one year, you know, this has probably been 20 years. It was like a mass ago. exodus in our town of there was, rats. Well, it wasn't an exodus. They all moved in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we were in the middle of a drought and all the rats moved. You know, they were just like roaming everywhere. They were everywhere. exodus from somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I didn't want to put, uh, we had a dog at the time. I didn't want to put a regular um rat trap out because i didn't want the dog to stick her face in trying to get the food the food out of the trap because she was that kind of dog um and getting her nose broken you know i know right and um and so i thought oh i'll buy these humane they're called humane rat traps and they're like a sticky thing like a kind of like a fly trap but stickier and bigger and um you know like fly paper Mm-hmm. And so I, I stuck it out where I knew that this rat was hanging out. <laughs> and sure enough, my husband got up the next morning uh, and he heard some weird noises or whatever. And um, and he looks and this rat, this huge rat is stuck to this this rat trap. And, you know, it's the size of um, ice cube tray. Yeah, like an ice cube tray size. And so it's stuck on there. And my husband's like, oh, what do I do with it now? Because the rat's still alive. But yeah. the rat is stuck to it. If I reach over there and grab it, the rat's going to bite me. And our dog, look at this crazy dog. She was just sitting there looking and it's like, oh, it's you. <laughs> she did not care about that rat one bit. And um, and so my husband got the broom and pushed the rat down into the sticky <laughs> so he was even more firmly stuck and he went and got a uh I, I think the shovel or something and picked it up with the shovel and carried it to the dumpster and put him in the dumpster so he, he's probably living happily well he's probably dead now that was 20 years ago but he probably lived out his life very happily at the dump after that so stuck to the <laughs> sticky thing well well he probably <laughs> he could get that off i hope that he's still stuck to it or that he got off of it yeah yeah i don't know to me it seems like they would starve to death i don't yeah. know those seem inhumane yeah <laughs> i don't very... know <laughs> no I, no those i are... don't ever want to there i mean what do you do with it how do you pick it up how, you know I, my husband did are inhumane because you have to kill them to yeah, yeah like um they're talking about no kill, but like probably trying to get it off of that thing, it'd kill it. Yeah, like, rip um, its skin off or I rip got, all its fur I out. I stepped on toes. one yeah. one time, and I could barely get it off my shoe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like those things are... Yeah. Yeah. But it was preferable to having a rat living in my house so or a bunch of poison or a bunch of poison i didn't want my dog or my toddler to get the poison i didn't want the the um the trap to hurt the toddler or the poison i'm scared of those traps 
I've had. To oh, I don't even like mouse traps because no, I've I've heard I've heard about people getting get their finger chopped off with them. You know. Yeah. I mean, oh, if it'll yeah. decapitate a mouse, what's it going to do to your finger? Yeah. So no, I don't want to do that. Ugh, okay. No. Next. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hmm. What else is a? Uh, do we have any more tips? We probably got a ton more tips, but I'm we've sure. probably rambled on enough Either. and enough and enough. Um. We talked about a lot of laundry tips and some mom tips. We want to hear our tips from our listeners. Yeah. Do you have any good tips, like cleaning tips or things to preserve things in your house or storage tips or, um. Gosh, I love those stories. Oh, I know. Like... How do you make more room for more stuff? <laughs> right? Um, I have a friend who keeps their batter. They keep their batteries in their freezer um, because supposedly it makes them last longer. What? Yeah. Huh. At that cold That's weather. That's interesting. I, I got know. mine out in the garage where they get to like 150 degrees. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that mine that are makes not them last garage. longer. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. You put your credit cards in the freezer and they last a lot longer. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially if you don't them. take them to the store. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Kristen, did you know this was your, your baby? Where are you going with it now? Oh, I mean, you guys... Uh, showed up with some winners. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, looking, I wrote down your Lysol laundry, so I'm going to wash my stinky shoes with two cups of vinegar and hot water, and then I'm going to wash them again with detergent, and then I'm going to stuff them with newspapers. I actually have, like, three pairs of shoes that I want to do that with, so I'm probably going to, I don't know, should I wash them all at one time? Wouldn't hurt it. Okay. Just in the washer? Just wash them in the washer? Yeah, wash them in the washer. I'm gonna do that. I mean, if Jason's they're if shoes. they're that kind of shoe, should I put like a towel or something in there so they're not uh, just banging around? Yeah, that could probably help. I usually washed mine with the with the towels or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, and I would only wash washable kinds of shoes like sneakers, Crocs. Yeah. Um, yeah, you I know, got some flip flops that house. Yeah, your flip flops. You can do well. It depends if there's any leather on the shoes. You cannot wash them. Um, if oh, there's, no, they're all plastic. If there's yeah. any leather on it and they stink, it's in the leather. You're probably not. I don't know. Maybe you're not going to get the smell out. I don't know. Um, no, there, there are probably cleaner. other ways to remove that smell. Mm-hmm. Um, I and I don't know them, but um, but you can wash any of those like lined house shoes, those kind of things, um, with the rubber soles. Those any of those can go through the washer. I just wash them with the towels and um, use some laundry sanitizer. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. So, um, I guess we can wrap up this episode. Um, definitely hit us up on MMC chat and uh, leave us a comment um, on what your hack is that you'd like to share. Uh, what do we have next week? Next week, we are talking about date night ideas. And, right. I, yeah, we're kind of heading into that... Um, valentine season or whatever if you have and i know not everybody does valentines and all that but it's still it's still good even if you've been together for a long time to have those date nights and um i think they're important to a good marriage and so we're going to talk about some things that you can do for date night and i think we'll have some great ideas because i know that Amber and Jason have a whole list of date night bucket list. So. Yeah, so I'm going to be stealing off of your list. Oh, you yeah. can just photocopy it for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay. Well, we want to thank Cake Mix Studios and Creative Audio Tech for our equipment and our music. Mm-hmm. And, yes, of course, we we'd do. like to thank our loyal listeners. And I think we're up on, like, 5,000 downloads already. Or, so I that's so yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, and, or maybe we passed it already, I'm sure. Um, but, uh, you know, we would love for you to give us a, a good rating, uh, you know, and share the feed with your friends. This is our fourth season now, um, and we've seen, you know, that it seems like there's some episodes that you guys are really enjoying downloading um, and commenting on. You know, we've gotten some really good feedback you know, from some of our loyal listeners that happen to have like our text phone numbers, you know, but, um, you know, let us uh, know in a review, 
Um, can we just have like one review on Apple? Well, we have a few like star reviews, but only one feedback. And it would be so cool if we just had like a couple more. Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to see us get to like 10 or 20 or something that would like be that. Like, yeah. <laughs> that would be my dream for this year. So just, just see some more traction because whenever people leave comments then it shows that we're active and someone who might be browsing and considering listening um to know that you know yes we post uh episode every wednesday and um because so many times people will start a podcast and then it just kind of disappears yeah we're still here so um come check us out uh come check out the blogs amber and cindy always be putting out little blogs for you guys or at least cindy does i know right (laughs) so I'm, i'm hopping back in it this year um with other things that i'm pausing so, um, you know, be on the lookout for more blog posts from us Yay! this year. <laughs> now that, you know, the world is kind of like slowing down for all of us. And um, we got that wedding out of the way. Right. <laughs> oh right. And then um, we do have some other great episodes coming up. Um, so um, the date nights and we're going to talk about National Inventors Day. Um, what is the thing you are most scared to do? Uh, read Across America. And we're going to talk about a movie that um, we've been waiting for Cindy to watch for almost 30 years um, that she's had on her bucket list to watch. It is. I, you know what? It is on my bucket list. And I, yep. I forgot about that when we did the bucket list. Yep. yep. So we'll be discussing that uh, that movie coming up soon. So really looking forward to those topics. Um, but once again, just wanted to thank you all. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.